This is uh, Officer Kikowski saying that love is not admissible evidence, and shut up, Leonard. Shut up, Leonard. I'm Matt. I'm Andrew. And we like community. We do. Uh, but we, not in that way. I mean, we're just, I mean, we're friends with community. Yeah. It's not weird at all. You're saying that because today we watched an episode called <laughs> 20... Shit. <laughs> Early 21st, 21st century, century romanticism. It is the 15th episode of the second season. Yep. And one of the plot lines involves... Uh, Lesbians. Yep. Actually, it doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, I don't know if they ever say this in the episode, but it can be best described as a game of lesbian chicken. Yes. That is correct. Uh, this episode was written by Carrie Dornetto. Not surprising, because I remember liking all of her episodes. Yes. And this is a goodie. Yeah. This is a goodie. And in fact, it features... Uh, uh, a line that is used in our theme song. It does. Yes. Which... Two lines I, I, I think you'll find. Oh, okay. Because Leonard's line and Jeff's response are both in our theme song. Oh, you're right. I haven't listened to the theme song in a while, but... It is also, in fact, uh, the the just the last line of the theme song before it fades out into the episode. Oh. Well, then there you go. Yeah. And that's thanks to Alex Moschina of Slacktree.com. Yeah, and the line, of course, is, where are the white women at? Shut up, Leonard. This is not a party. <laughs> uh, all right, it's Valentine's Day at Greendale. Yes. So, of course, there's a dance. Mm-hmm. As always. Uh, so, uh, there's the dance. We got um, Britta dealing with uh, having a lesbian friend, maybe. Yes. And being very proud of her lesbian friend. Uh, you know, it's not a, a big reveal, but Jeff early on gets into a fight with the group, yes. which leads him to isolate himself uh, with Duncan and mm-hmm. Chang. Uh, and that has some hijinks yes. while they watch soccer. Yes. Or, as it is known, over there? Yeah, over there. <laughs> uh, football. Foosball. Uh, foosball? Foosball. Foosball? Foosball. Okay. I don't know what accent I was doing there. I don't know either. That's up to the listener to decide. Are we ready to dive in? Uh, well, also in this episode, Troy and Abed are romancing the same lady. Yes, romancing the stone. Let's do it. Uh, <laughs> which is the my first note. It's the first scene. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Good lord! Excuse me. Uh, first Not excused. note. First scene. Well, I guess I have to hold on to it then. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, the Troy and Abed are talking about the sexy librarian. Yes. And, uh, both of them are mutually interested. hmm And, uh, they have a great gag here where, uh, they're talking about her, uh, she looks over, or she's not looking at them. Yeah, so... The, Abed if, says... If we talk loudly, maybe we'll, she'll have to shush, shush us. us. 
So their example of talking loudly is that Abed yells books, <laughs> which is pretty and then great. Maybe I'll Troy panics and says, "Pretend you're asleep." So they both just <laughs> yes. lay their heads down, which is of course Troy's go-to move in any kind of trouble situation. Yep. Um. Uh, so the rest of the group joins them. Yes. Uh, Britta, mm-hmm. walking away from her new friend Paige. Yes. Who's described once she joins. Once Britta sits down at the table, mm-hmm. Annie says, oh, is she a friend of Ellen? Yeah. Twist on the old friend of Dorothy. Now, who did you think Ellen meant in this case? DeGeneres? Yes. Yeah. That's common. I would yeah. say that's intended. Yeah. But I think there's a little bit of play here mm-hmm. where the friend, the possible lesbian friend is named Paige. Oh, Ellen Page. Yeah. I who think at maybe the time was a suspected lesbian. Suspected. Has now been confirmed. Yeah. If only we could travel back in time and tell everyone <laughs> what they already knew. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, uh, either way, I think the joke works. Yeah. Uh, and I think the the joke, even if it's not a joke, I think it, it works in, in a weird hindsight kind of way. Yeah. The friend's name being Paige. Yes. And, the, and Paige is played by Britt Marling. Britt Marling. Which I think is kind of a big get for community. It's like a weird thing where they got her before she was... Big, yes. As they uh, mentioned in the commentary, thing. Uh, Gillian Jacobs says that she had two two films in Sundance. Yeah, and she got some special jury prize and, and all that. And uh, she's still doing things in films. I still only know of her from this, though. That's interesting, because I never saw. I think she was Earth. in the East. I never saw the East with Ellen Page. Oddly enough, that's the one with her. It's the the environment. Thinking, well, they're, they're, that's the East. Hold on. I think I'm thinking of the one. No, she's in the East. I'm looking at her. I, okay, her but, Wikipedia but there's right now. the one that that was at Sundance was also kind of a weird political one. Mm, where, sound of my voice. Yes, that's the one. I don't. I don't know that film, but I'm looking at her. Wakapataya page okay. to use a uh, uh, Pierce's pronunciation. The Wakapatuti. Wakapataya. That's that's how pr- pr- Prince. That's. <laughs> <laughs> He would. Uh, that's how Pierce pronounces it. Is what I'm attempting to to, to word word make. Do you um, have Do you have more more my uh, my next note is is Pierce with the pills. Uh, well, my next note is actually slightly before that. Okay. Uh, so uh, Troy and Abed are wondering how to deal with this situation where they both like the same lady, mm-hmm. and um, uh, they ask Jeff for advice. To which he replies that he doesn't believe in love at first sight, or love, or best friends, or doing things. <laughs> Um, and there's a, there's a moment where, um, he, he says you have to open your heart sometime and Jeff says, well, am I going to miss the deadline? That was a horrible noise that just happened I'm, on my I'm ear, by so the way. I'm so sorry. I don't know if it'll affect the listener in quite the same way that it affected me, but I did not care for that one bit. Um, <laughs> it was like, you know, when a cotton ball rubs and you get yes. that tingly feeling that's terrible. That's what just happened to me right now. Look, I was at the dentist the today and they scraped my teeth. <laughs> Do, do they scrape your teeth? Is that a thing yeah, that just what, happens to me? No, that's what dentists do. That's why de- that's why people don't like dentists. I, why do they scrape your teeth? Because they're masochists. That's like a chalkboard no, in your mouth. They're sadists. There's a chalkboard in your mouth and they're scraping it. Yeah, they're terrible. Um, anyway, <laughs> Troy and I've been telling him he has to open his heart. He says, what, am I going to miss the deadline? And then Pierce comes in and says something heartless. Uh, in which case, uh, justice is on my list. Like he says, <laughs> uh, which is a nice thing, uh, kind of, uh, something that pops up every now and again, the, the idea that, uh, Pierce is a potential future version of Jeff. Mm-hmm. 
so we we get a little bit more with uh, Pierce and the pills. Uh, well, actually, is his? I guess I have another note before that. Oh, well, keep it going. Uh, because well, I have a note about. I mean, he takes pills at the start of the scene, and then he takes another one. So which one? Mine is about? is his end. And okay, pill. so I've got one before that. Okay, so they so uh, Britta has has come in from talking to Paige, and uh, they all look to Pierce to to make a comment on oh, it. Right, and uh, he he reveals that he has a prepared statement, which in the commentaries they reveal that the uh, the props department had actually filled out a whole statement that was apparently very funny, and I would love to to see that. Maybe we can, I don't know, we can Freedom of Information Act that, that, that document. <laughs> is that how that works? <laughs> right? That's what that is. You just say Freedom of Information Act, and, and then, then they have to give you everything? Yeah. Okay. Um, th- as of right now, that document does not exist anywhere to my knowledge. But um, So he, he, he <laughs> inhales if he's about to start, and then the credits go. And then um, he ends with, uh, in summation, good luck and bon appetit. <laughs> Which, he's talking about eating pussy, right? Hypothetically, yeah, maybe maybe he had like a whole running metaphor about uh, that's what it's either that fine dining. I, I'm gonna say it's both. <laughs> <laughs> Knowing Pierce, it's definitely both. It's at least eating pussy. It's and, at least and then, that one. And uh, when it came to talk about comparing lesbians to food, they were fish. Let's just <laughs> Pierce, would, Pierce yeah. would make that connection, of course. Fish tacos, even so. Are, are, do you have another surprise note? No. You have, like, surprise witnesses over there. <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> um, Pierce, uh, at the beginning of the scene, takes a pill. Everyone just seems to be concerned. Yeah. Uh, he he takes, claims it's gum. Well, at least Annie and Shirley are concerned. Yeah. He takes another one. Uh, I can't remember if it was Annie or Shirley. says, that's, that's definitely, definitely not gum. I believe it was Shirley. He says, no, it's not. It's an awesome exit pill. Yeah, he zip, gets up, zap, zooey. <laughs> zip, zap, zooey. Which is, which is, uh, that is apparently is the catchphrase of drugs. Sorry, I just saw something on Wikipedia that surprised me because that was, of course, one of his lines as drugs in the play. Oh right. And now that he's actually on drugs, zip, zap, zooey. He's, he's still rocking it. Mm-hmm. Um, sorry, I looked up bare naked ladies on Wikipedia, and, and it Wiki- actually showed you bare naked ladies. No, it says bare naked ladies <laughs> in parentheses, often abbreviated BNL. That's not real. Or in parentheses, capital B, lowercase n, capital L. <laughs> oh. Mm. But apparently BNL is a thing that people actually call bare naked really? ladies. Um, uh, sorry, go on. So it, this is uh, continuing the drug storyline from uh, when he broke his leg. He had mm-hmm. to start taking yes. painkillers. He kept taking them mm-hmm. after the leg uh, healed. Yes. And now uh, we, we saw that when he had the quadricopter what was that thing called i don't dragon flyer dragon city yeah dragon dragons the pilot of the dragon flyer was andy dick yes and then he has returned Mm -hmm. to be the little pilot that tells pierce to keep keep on trucking with those pills yes uh so yeah bare naked ladies Mm -hmm. the argument occurs let me ask you this yes what is your opinion of of bare naked i cannot name one song that they've ever done excuse me it's been you. You don't that's know them. That's them. Yeah, see, the song is one week. You know the song one week. Oh, sure, I know the song. It's one been week. one week since you looked at me. Uh, comically used in uh, "How I Met Your Mother." Was it? That was the one with Katie Holmes, right? I don't remember. They also did "If I Had a Million Dollars" was a hit of theirs that uh, a lot of people don't remember. If I were a rich man, you mean? No, no. If from I Fiddler, it, no, nope. If I had a million dollars, I'd buy you a dress. But not so it was it was a little fun thing. 
Are you sure you're not thinking of the Gwen Stefani cover I'm of If 100%. I Were a Rich Man? I know. I know the song. I know the song. Called If, if I, had I Were a, a Rich dollars. Girl? Because they name check Kraft Dinner in it. Because they're Canadian. Oh, you would. <laughs> you would. Uh, they say they wouldn't have to eat uh, Kraft Dinner, but uh, they still would. It's one of the lyrics in the song. Uh, uh, so are you coming out to me right now? As a BNL fan? Yeah. Well, here's what I'll say about... not there's A green dress, not a real one, though, was one of the things they would purchase. No, I seem to be the only one who remembers this song. Maybe it's my Canadian mother. <laughs> was a, It was in her blood. Maybe that's why I heard this a lot as a youth. But this was definitely a song that I heard a lot. That's what it was. They were going to buy more Kraft Dinner. An expensive ketchup. Dijon ketchup to go with it. I didn't even know they had Dijon ketchup. It, uh, that's a joke. It's, it's known as a joke. I didn't even know... That they had jokes in Canada. <laughs> Excuse me, the kids in the hall are from Canada. Yeah, they had to come to America to do their comedy uh, because there's no comedy allowed in Canada. American over here. Um, here's the thing about me and bare naked ladies. I don't, as a youth, one weekend, one both one weekend. If I had a million dollars, were obviously big in the rotation for me. Mm-hmm. I definitely had a mix CD that had one week on it. Um, and now, as it stands, I don't necessarily like their music. But I I have a positive opinion of them for some reason. I feel like I feel have like you I, heard any of their other songs I, except those two. I feel like I could hang out with them. Uh, so yeah, I don't you know. I, I just I I guess I'm with the group on this one. I guess I'm against Jeff on this one. I I I recognize that the they're they're not that great. But, uh, I don't know. Uh, they seem like nice fellas. Yeah, I'm on Jeff's side pretty firmly. <laughs> you don't even know any of their songs. How could you Ex- be on Jeff's side? Exactly. Do, who cares about them? They have them? two Billboard Awards to your one, sir. To your zero. What do I say? No, you won a Billboard Award, right? I don't like to talk <laughs> about it, but yeah. One. I mean, I don't really know anything about music, so I kind of stumbled into it. It was pretty great. Uh, again, I'll say, they're triple platinum. Are you... I mean, I can pay myself <laughs> platinum three times. Uh, they had a Ben and Jerry's flavor. Who hasn't at this point? No, but here's the thing. So I, Only maybe available in Canada. Well, no. In America, it's not themed to them. In America, it's called everything but the dot dot dot. And it's mm. this flavor that has everything in it. But in Canada, it's called If I Had a Million Flavors. I'm silently shaking my head right now. You know what? You know what? No, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna establish myself as firmly Team BNL now, based on your on your reaction. I'll gladly walk out of the room with Jeff and go How watch soccer you? with Duncan. How dare you? They are they are icons. They're Canadian icons. I, who cares? You know, all right? Get out of here. There's plenty of better Canadian icons. Like who? Trebek. Well, yeah, sure. No, I'm, no one's gonna. I'm not gonna t- talk smack up to a certain, up to a certain point. Mike Myers. Uh, you know, I still got. I still. You know, Inglorious Bastards. Also, yeah, there you go. <laughs> cutting cutting out certain films. Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> what? Okay, here's the thing about Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. Name one good movie he's in. Thank you. So so you don't like Ryan Reynolds. Oh, did you edit out the part where I said all the names and then tried to act like uh, you, you didn't hear any? What are you saying? Good job. What I don't understand what's going on right now. I know now. that you get to edit the episodes. What's... And you just I said all the great films that he was in, and then you just edit them out later and pretend like you don't hear them Name now. Name one of them. So you make me look crazy. Yeah, I just named them all, 
and you go back and you edit it out. <laughs> yeah, you're not making any sense right now. I'll give him Harold and Kumar go to White Castle. He has a cameo in that. I'll give him that one. That's all I can give him. Is it too late to come out Team Green Lantern? Yes. Also, too incorrect. <laughs> That's a terrible film. What are you talking about? Are you serious right now? No. Okay, good. I just wish it was so much better. I I like him. I don't dislike him, but I I I I don't I can't think of a single good movie. You know, actually, I have in. to be anti Ryan Reynolds because not only did he marry Scarlett Johansson, but then he divorced her. <laughs> he did first. He did a thing that got him on my hit list. Yeah, and then he did the dumbest thing in the world. <laughs> yeah, and then he married Blake Lively. So I just don't know what to think of him now. That's okay. I don't want to judge people. As, I'm I'm willing to judge him. <laughs> Uh, there are there are a lot of defenders out there of that one movie he's in, uh, where he was fat and then he's thin. Really? What's that movie? Just, Just Friends? Friends. Yeah. Amy Smart? No. Anna Anna Ferris. Anna Ferris. Oh, Amy Smart and Anna Ferris both. What? <laughs> We're both correct. Yeah. Um, I know. How I can you have a film with both of them in it? They're like the same. They're not, they're not at all the same. You're crazy. I don't like either of them. That's why. Oh, Amy Smart is in at least three movies that I Crank enjoy. One and two. Yup. We've talked and about this maybe on this podcast. No Definitely in this house. <laughs> well, we talk about a lot of things <laughs> in this house. Uh, Lots rat, of unreleased rat race, of course. episodes. Rat Race, of course. Oh, I forgot she was in that. Which I have not seen since it came out, but I enjoyed it then. Why? Why don't you just watch? It's a mad, 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 mad world. I have. Oh, okay. I mean, it's better. That's all. You know, as a kid, I liked Rat Race better. Because you were a dumb kid. You know what? No. Okay, I'm going to... I'm pro BNL, and I'm going to come out as anti. It's a mad, 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 mad world. What? Have you seen it recently? It's Within lo- the past five years. It's long as hell, and it's not... It doesn't yeah. hold up. The comedy doesn't hold up like other comedies from that time do. percent holds up. No, it does not. And what? all the actors He's, are classic. What? He's fucking... Oh, I'm in a car. It's in a river now. Bummer. Yeah. Ugh. Much better than I'm driving a car and now I'm Hitler. <laughs> See that movie laugh now. <laughs> Got Rowan Atkinson in his best role, I'm going to say. For God's sake. <laughs> Let's not get into this now. Narcoleptic guy, much funnier than Bean. Look, we're fighting about BNL. <laughs> who, you, who are you defending? Buddy Hackett? Yes. Ugh. <laughs> Whatever you name next, I'll also say yes. Well, Sid Caesar, I'll give you that. There you go. <laughs> Mickey. So you hate Asians is what you're telling me. Because Mickey no, Rooney is in this film. Mickey Rooney does. <laughs> Whoever directed The Breakfast Club. Or, oh, not Breakfast, Breakfast Club. <laughs> Jesus. It is so hot. Breakfast at Tiffany's Club. Yeah. Why, why does everyone get mad at Mickey Rooney and not the director? Because Mickey Rooney said yes. He could have said, hey, that's not cool. <laughs> but you know what else? The director also said film it. Yeah. The, we should be mad at both of them. Nobody talks about the director, though. Uh, did, was that... Did you, or even the screenwriter, or or the casting director. Well, okay. what is there an Asian character in the book? I honestly don't know. Do you think Mickey Rooney just showed up in costume and said, I'm like, ready? This is what we're doing. <laughs> uh, Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't have that information. You think it's the opposite of... Um, I just watched the Frasier episode where he, he re, redid the... F- first uh uh reading of the um uh, staged reading or whatever it's called the table the read nightmare end or whatever 
Oh, yeah. It was Mr. Wong. Yes. <laughs> and then Good Bulldog time. reads the line. And I thought Bulldog was being racist, but no, it was, it was implied that it was written that way. Yeah. Well, you know, join us next week on Shut Up Bulldog for, for, for more <laughs> of these talks. We've gotten wildly off topic. Let's talk about uh, soccer. Uh, surprisingly, we are going to talk about soccer on this on this uh, Shut Up Planet episode. Yeah. Um, so when Jeff leaves the group after their BNL disagreement, mm-hmm. um, Duncan finds him and uh, convinces him to let him come over so that they can watch soccer, uh, which uh, Duncan says, you don't know because you're American, but Liverpool is playing Manchester United tonight. Yeah. But Jeff finishes that sentence because I'm a tr- he's a stylish, a stylish American. What? Are, what? Stylish. Okay. Yes, he has correct. a stylish. I don't know where I got the word trendy from. And uh, then Chang overhears that. Well, first I want to talk about uh, this. Is oh, the... I yeah, I haven't. I have. Oh, did I my, haven't... my headphones just came weirdly. I was say, are you recording? <laughs> I am recording. It's just the sound got different all of a sudden. Okay. But it's a headphone thing, not a recording thing. Grave diver. Uh, grave. Digger's biscuits? Nope. The okay. Chang's uh, whip sound effect. Duncan's whip sound effect. Yep, that's what I meant to say. Which is whoop crack. <laughs> uh, which I, you know, I, I'm a big fan of uh, sitcom uh, bad whip sound effects, of course. Uh, first made famous by Friends. Yeah. Uh, with uh, Chandler's whoop <laughs> I think that still works, though. Yeah, I think it, I think that still works. I think this one works. I think it's, I think it's continuing a great tradition. <laughs> uh... And uh, Duncan says he'll be over at six thirty. Well, yeah, or as or as they we say in England, Grave Diggers biscuits. <laughs> uh, Chang overhears this, of course, while pretending to read a book, which is upside down. Mm-hmm. Um, and he 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 starts a, he starts a scheming. Yes. Uh, my next note is about Andy Dick. Yeah, I like that he uses the phrase "streets ahead." It's clear that he's in Pierce's corner here. Yeah. Well. He's a, a figment of Pierce's imagination. Yes. Can we agree on that? Or yes. do you believe he's an outside entity acting <laughs> upon Pierce's mind? <laughs> I believe he is a figment of Pierce's imagination brought on by drugs. Okay. I can, he convinces... <laughs> we both went silent. He convinces yeah. Pierce to keep taking drugs. Yes. That's his whole goal. Yes. And he does well at it. He is a manifestation of Pierce's addiction. This is, this is as I told you before the show, this is the second appearance of my note, Sexy Librarian. <laughs> okay, so what's the note here? Uh, I, in fact, remember the scene. This is um, where Troy and Abed uh, approach her while carrying a briefcase. Yes. And um, they both, they say, uh, very businesslike, that they are both mutually attracted to her. Yeah. And uh, they they want to settle this like gentlemen. Yep. And they would like to know if she is interested in either of them, and if so, which one? Yeah. And she, she says, and this is a great line. It's a, first of all, this is the cutest thing that has ever happened to me. Yeah. <laughs> which says, yeah, if Troy and Abed approached me and even said that to me, I'd say, you know what, guys, this is cute. Yeah. <laughs> um. And uh, she she says that she doesn't know them, so they confer. <laughs> Yeah, which when which, which time they in the commentary, talk about tacos. <laughs> yeah, in the commentary they reveal that it was just all tacos. Yeah, because as it comes out at the end of the scene, uh, the suitcase is full of tacos. Yes, the suitcase, which also uh, briefcase. First of all, by the way, you know you're right. Uh, uh, the commentary, in, at least in Donald Glover's head, 
uh, the idea was that this was a briefcase that they just found somewhere that was like dirty and gross and maybe had like a cat living in it. And they, they decided to fill it with tacos because they, that it was taco day. Yeah. Uh, well, I just, and I also like the idea that they approach here while holding a briefcase because yes. maybe they think like, It'll this look this more will, professional. Yeah. This yeah. will make us look legit. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> cause they both do, they do several poses and I think Abed's are my favorite because his always involve an open palm. Yeah, an open palm sort of presenting himself. <laughs> he's uh, he's followed Pierce's hand them a sandwich uh, guideline. Ooh, there you go. Yeah. Bringing it back. Full circle. Uh, my next note is about Jeff and uh, Duncan watching watching footy together. Me too. Uh, remember, mem- <laughs> I seem to remember a time, to quote Kids in the Hall, blackface character, Mississippi Gary. Um, I seem to remember a time when you could just throw your phone on the table and it wasn't a big deal. Okay. Yeah, that doesn't seem weird to you now watching. I mean, you're Duncan, thinking, you're so thinking... Duncan is hassling, uh, just to catch everyone up, Duncan is hassling Jeff about uh, him caring about the study group and Jeff keeps checking his phone and then Jeff just casually tosses his phone onto his coffee table and it's a, it's a hard fall. Yeah. You wouldn't do that with a with a modern phone. It would you would worry it would break. Do you recall the model of phone that Jeff is using in this episode? Some kind of BlackBerry. Is it? I mean, is he always using a BlackBerry? Yeah, I know some shows they've they've they uh, flitter back and forth between phones because of just whoever's supporting the episode yeah. that day. Yeah, um, but Jeff is usually using a BlackBerry. Blackberries, I think, are pretty sturdy. Yeah. Uh, and but all phones used to be like that. I remember. I remember. I used to toss my phone like yeah, that. Yeah. Well, this is uh, pre-touch screens. Yeah, it harkens back to another time. Is all I'm saying. Yeah. Um. I mean, not that it says much about my phone now, but I'd throw my phone on a table <laughs> in an instant. <laughs> uh. But yeah, it's uh. I guess yeah. And and this is also uh, this Jeff uh, did that a lot in the early seasons. It's just that this one seemed especially hard. Mm-hmm. That's why I noticed it. I think they had a mic under that table. Yeah, it's very it's just a very visceral thing. I'm like, oh, like it kinda it worries me for a second. I'm like, Jeff, don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like watching a like a movie from the fifties where like a pregnant lady smokes or something. <laughs> it's like that. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That's it's exactly great, like that. <laughs> exactly like that. Uh, <laughs> was that a big thing in the fifties? Sure. Movies where pregnant ladies smoke. Well, whenever it was okay, whenever it was thought to be okay. However long ago you have to go. I think I'd I think I'd be stressed out watching a, a scene in a film where people smoke on an airplane. Yeah. I think that would stress me. Out. How would that stress you out? I just I don't know. We got an airplane full of smoke. It <laughs> weirds me out. Okay. Uh, also, I noticed about this scene. Uh, Jeff has a uh, PlayStation Three, as evidenced by the uh, controllers on his uh, table, mm-hmm. which I find odd because I don't I don't picture Jeff as a gamer. Well. I could not recall specifically whether or not there had been Jeff playing video games. I don't think there has. But this is, I don't think this is that far off. I could see him, couldn't you see him playing like sports video games? Couldn't you see him playing like no. a Call of Duty? No, absolutely not. No. Because the only sports, the sport that he cares about really is football mm-hmm. and soccer. And, and, and that's only to seem stylish. Mm. Like he doesn't act, he says forcing himself to watch. Um, and you know what? FIFA games, it's not quite to the point where those are stylish. So I don't think he's playing those. Do you recall when Jeff uh, spent the time in, in the dorm with Abed? Was there uh... They just watched old sitcoms. Hmm. 
I don't know, don't feel that surprised. I mean, wasn't there also an episode where he talked about he had a bunch of old comic books that he was going to sell? He did, yeah, he was definitely, he read comics as a kid. I mean, it just doesn't feel too odd. Well, he read comics as a kid. He very much does not read comics as an adult. No, but he hasn't gotten rid of them yet. Because they were, like, in storage. Like, it, he, he wasn't keeping them either. Hmm. Do you think, here we go, I'm, okay, hearkening, again, hearkening back to a time. Do you think this was during a time when buying a PS3 was cheaper than a Blu-ray player? I remember that was a time. There was a time. Uh, you know what else? You know what I just... I don't know how it took me this long to think through. Okay. Who makes Community? And who makes PlayStation 3s? Sony! Yeah. <laughs> of course they're going to have PS3s everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know why it took if me that Chang long to get If lived in a there. box, I think we'd see a PS3 <laughs> yeah. controller in, inside of his box. Yeah. So, okay. there we go. Mr. Salt. That's the easiest explanation there. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I still like mine, though. Yeah, okay. Oop. Got a lot of dog noise happening in the background there. Uh, okay. Uh, Chang, enter Chang. Enter Chang. And we're going to talk about the CFL. Are we? Because he says, don't mind if I Chang. Okay. Which I submit, you have, you fought me on this in the past. Yeah. In season three, where he says, Chang, 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 four. And I count those all as puns. Those are no less of a pun than don't mind if I Chang. Listen, here's what I'm going to say to you. You have loosely defined pun in such a way that it can mean any any swapping of words. Yes. Including preternaturally unfunny swapping of words. Yes. Those are bad puns, but they're puns. So, I submit to you that a pun should be based in humor. That is what pun puns are about. No. Humor. Uh, Look up pun. But listen. It's humor-based. It's humor-based, but it's not all puns make you laugh, because there are bad puns. Yeah, but I would I would say Chang has said in past episodes what he's doing is just swapping out his name for words. Yeah. He's making a pun out of his name. Are you looking at pun? Pun is uh, the usually, the usually yeah. humorous Use of a word in such as a way to suggest two or more meanings in the meaning of another word similar in sound. Similar in sound. So he, Chang, what, what's the, what's that similar sounding word that he's replacing in don't mind if I... So you're saying you wouldn't count that. Do. So you're saying you wouldn't count that. Neither should you have counted one, two, three, four. Well, I None do. of those words sound like Chang. Yes, but Chang is intending them that way. It's about intent. He intends for Chang to sound like one? He intends for it to substitute in a pun manner. This is what happens to language. <laughs> I'm surprised you're bringing up CFL hypotheticals. Okay. I didn't even, I didn't even, I didn't even, I didn't even. I don't give a shit. <laughs> Uh, okay. I, I don't know what so to say. So then Chang breaks the lamp, and it's all, it's fun. Um, <laughs> he stole Jeff's ID to find where he lives. Yes. Um, and as they said in the commentary, the ID has the wrong birthday. Yes. This is birthday as, as November 20th, 1971, mm -hmm. uh, which is a problem because Jeff turns 40 in 2014. Yeah. Uh... So I have the note here about how um, Duncan, yeah, says uh, to Chang, "Oh, this this sofa oh, fits three fannies." Fun fact, yeah. 
That's Joel McHale's real birthday. Oh, okay. It's November 20th, 1971. That's why they put it there. Yeah. Uh, fits three fannies, and then Chang says, doesn't fanny mean vagina? Yes, in England. And, and Duncan says, everything, everything means vagina. vagina in England. Yes. <laughs> I like that a lot. It's good stuff. <clears throat> because that's why fanny pack is a funny word to Australians. Yeah, because it means vagina over there, too. Yeah. Uh, my next note is at the dance. Mm-hmm. 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 Troy and Abed are presenting themselves mm-hmm. 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 to, uh, mm-hmm. as we find out, her name is Mariah. Yep. The sexy librarian. Yep. And uh, when Abed is describing that he has the whole package, he says HBO, Showtime, uh, something else, Stars, Stars Black. Yes. <laughs> is that a real channel, sir? I don't believe so. Okay. Uh, You're Mr. Mr. TV channels over there. Also, you would think... Uh... He, uh, okay. So we move on? <laughs> you don't want to talk about race? Because <laughs> we, we should actually talk about lesbians soon. I don't have any lesbian notes, but it's happening this whole episode. What? Do you not have any lesbian notes either? No, no I'm looking at this. Uh, stars in Black apparently is a, is a Stars channel. Is it just black and white movies? I don't know what it is. Stars in Black is the name of it. I, w- I would hope it's black and white films. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, Stars in Black is a multiplex channel dedicated to showcase the best in black cinema and urban entertainment, including first-run hits, classical films, pan-African films, and original productions. Launched in 1997 as a joint venture with BET, Stars in Black was previously known as BET Movies, colon, Stars, Hmm. uh, until 2001 when BET opted out of the venture during its purchase by Viacom then owner of rival premium service Showtime, and was renamed Black Stars from 2001 to 2005. Wow. And now it's Stars in Black. I don't know. In if Black is one word. I don't know if, if that's I don't know better if that's better. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> yeah. So there is a Stars Black. But it was never called Stars Black. It was called BET Movies, colon, Stars. Or Black Stars. Then Black Stars, now Stars in Black. Maybe we misheard. Maybe it was Stars in Black that he said. Maybe. Because it's more natural for us to hear something that makes more sense than <laughs> Stars in Black. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, did, you, we, did you not make any notes about the lesbian plot going on? Because I realized I do not either. I, yeah, I did not. Uh, well, to sum it up at this point, um, uh, there's a scene earlier where Britta and Annie are hanging out. Mm-hmm. Britta sees her friend, uh, Paige. Yeah. Uh, goes over to talk to her. Paige's friend comes over to talk to Annie. Yeah. Uh, immediately says to Annie, I'm not a lesbian. Annie yeah. says, me neither. Yeah. Uh, they look over and see Paige and Britta hanging out. Yeah. And Paige's friend says, uh, Paige just thinks it's cool to hang out with a lesbian. Yeah. And Annie goes, Britta's not a lesbian. Yeah. So then they they now realize yes. what's going on. And then Britta comes back and says, oh my God, Paige and I are going to the dance together. Uh, it's cool. I hope she doesn't turn me gay. How does wait? What is the Scooby Doo line version? Hope I stay straight. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Which the the turnabout at the end is is great. That it was and Britta, it's fair play. Yep, Britta was the homophobe the whole time. Yes. Well, again, going back to a, a running theme on community that uh, uh, trying to not be racist is the new racist, uh, and 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 that applies to prejudice in all forms. Mm-hmm. Uh, my next note 
is... Well, I have a note about the scene we are, we just talked about with Troy and Abed okay. uh, and Mariah. Uh, so uh, Troy shows off his dance moves. Oh, yes. Which, as Dunkler points out, there's a lot to the cutout where he is basically raping an air woman. <laughs> um, he, he, well, he described the hair pulling, yes. which I think... I think that would be funny and then, to see. And then, and then he also described making her kiss him on the mouth. Um, but what I liked about this scene is that uh, the whole time Abed is going, go, go, go. Like, Abed is, even though they're rivals in this moment, Abed is still supporting him, which I found very nice. Mm-hmm. I thought that was a nice thing, a nice little character moment that, uh, you know, of course, is the, the overall theme of their, their story, mm-hmm. which would pay off in the end. Uh, so, yeah, good stuff there. Uh, my next note is back at the party with Leonard. Yeah, my next note is white women, which we already talked about. Where are the white women at? Ish. Shut up, Leonard. This is not a party. <laughs> what it is, soul brother. <laughs> and uh, this was, we didn't mention it before, but uh, Chang said he'd get a pizza. Yes. In so the previous scene, he it, calls up Starburn and says, hey, remember that pizza you owe me? Yeah. Come over and have a party. Yeah, and, and Starburns brings a tiny little DiGiorno pizza. T- not even DiGiorno. Yeah. This is like uh, Kroger. <laughs> like a, yes, this is a, a market pantry pizza. Yeah, and Target's in house brand. Maybe this is a uh, maybe this is what inspired Leonard to do his pizza reviews. Perhaps. He came to this party, this tiny little shitty pizza. <laughs> yeah, and he said, "I want justice." Leonard, however, though, uh, good guy apparently, because he brought like a whole case of. Uh, he brought a yeah, ton of beer, and uh, I believe it was soda because it was Jekyll Island, which I know is the fake soda brand oh, on the show. Excuse me, uh, but he also brought the the uh, what do they call that Boom funnel? Ball. Oh, funnel, yes, the right. beer beer bong. Is that how they say it? Well, a funnel is that what the kids the, talk thing? about these days? Yeah, it's a beer bong. <laughs> is that- I'm not one of you youngins anymore. But uh, but yeah, Leonard Leonard very generous. Like he brought uh, like a whole not like a whole case. Yeah. To the point where you think, hey, should a man his age be carrying that? <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to think they had to do that scene like twenty times, yeah. and he's just stuck there holding. You get that. him flashbacks of almost drowning <laughs> from his first appearance. <laughs> um, and Starburns notably is not starburned. No, he's he is heartburned. Heartburns today. <laughs> for Valentine's Day. <laughs> <laughs> saying it out loud because yeah. <laughs> it's also a thing <laughs> yeah what starburns is a thing no heartburn i know but you said it's also a thing that's what i mean heartburn is also a thing <laughs> but you said also as in like Heart- star- heartburns is the thing that's on his face and it's also a thing is what i was saying you asshole <laughs> but if it's also a thing oh for god's sake what's the first thing listen i do not wish to continue with this bit I do not wish for you to point out the way I just said that word. But if you don't wish to continue, what do you wish for? My next note is that Magnitude shows up in this scene. This is the first appearance of Magnitude, everyone. Pop. 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 Yeah. Full disclosure? Yeah. I've never been the biggest fan of Magnitude. What? Andrew. He's a one-man party. You caused me to just scare my dog the way I threw down my notebook. He's a he's a one-hit wonder in that he and in this episode particularly, he just says pop pop every time you see him in this episode. And he says it at least three or four times. You don't know my argument to that? Huh? You want to hear my argument to that? This uh, Pop Pop! If I may counter with a future argument of Leonard's. <laughs> pop pop! <laughs> Pop, pop! Pop, pop! Okay, we're done. <laughs> um, you didn't love that when that happened? 
<laughs> what in the in the episode that we haven't watched yet? Yeah. I mean, because it's Leonard. Oh, you're a dick. I don't like you. We're done with the show. <laughs> this is we're no more. How dare you? Magnitude is sacred. I mean, I like that he came back in different ways. You're a monster. I feel like he's kind of poisoned, though. He's uh, he's dangerous. How dare you? Like, uh, t- too much is a bad thing. How dare you? Do we, are we going to have an episode with a subplot about Magnitude? <laughs> I wouldn't mind that. I like Magnitude. He's a one-man party. He's got a great catchphrase. Pop, pop. In, oh. in conclusion, pop, pop. Well, bah humbug. <laughs> um, is, I have a note, but I don't know what it means. Okay. Let's I think try it's, it out. I think it's from the dance. Let's try it out. Uh, it's a quote. I'm okay. quoting exactly here. It is now. I believe Troy says it. Mm-hmm. It is now. Well, that's all you have. That's that's my quote. <laughs> it is now. And I remember liking it so much, I had to write it down. It is now. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> it might not be Troy. It might be from the, from the party. It might be Jeff or Duncan saying it. It is now. It is now. It is now. <laughs> it's now. Well, I don't think we're going to figure this out. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm a failure. I should yeah. have written more here. Written is what you should have said there. I should have verboten more here. Okay. Uh, okay, so my next note is about uh, the, the ending of the uh, whole Mariah situation. Okay, do it. Um, so she chooses Troy. Um, and then... Uh, this might be where it is now from, comes from. Okay. <laughs> let's let's keep, keep, go, keep it going. Uh, she chooses Troy. And um, I was looking up the quotes on IMDb to see if it is now. <laughs> I remember where it's from. Keep going. It's, it's from the end of this. All we're, right. we're gonna get there. All right. Uh... So she chooses Troy, and then Troy cannot help but ask why she didn't pick Abed, because Troy loves Abed so much, she, it doesn't make sense <laughs> to him. Uh, and then she she says that, you know, she would love to be friends with Troy, which of course he agrees is amazing. Uh, with Abed. Yeah. Said well, I Troy. said Troy. I, you know. You would love to be friends with Troy. I would love to be friends with both of them. Yeah. I'd love to be involved. Well, I mean, Abed's kind of a weirdo. I hate him, I hate him, I hate him, I hate him. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so she, she, no, I, well, I, can I also say I like the, in this moment where she picks Troy, there's no moment that would be in every other sitcom where Troy says, no, pick Abed, you pick Abed, I'll go away. Yeah. Like, it, it's not, he doesn't cheapen it. Yeah, it's nice. Uh, he, uh Abed they, accepts his fate. Yeah, they accept he it. He gives the punch. And, and Abed's and, not even sad. He's yeah. just, he accept like, the, the, both of them would accept it. They had made an agreement. Yeah. And, and they are honoring it. Yeah. It's, um, it's refreshing yes. is what it is. Yes. But uh, Troy cannot accept her reasoning for not choosing Abed because uh, she calls him weird, mm-hmm. which uh, really sets him off. Uh, and then there's a very lovely moment when he goes, he's, he's like, I hate her, I hate her, I hate her. He goes into the hall, he talks to Abed, and he says, don't worry, we'll find someone for us, That's <laughs> what he says. Yeah. Which is great because it's not the typical thing of like, oh, we'll find someone for you. Mm-hmm. It's like he, he's, he's comfortable with the fact that the right woman... We'll, we'll, we'll love them both, but I, I guess just be suited for one of them. And, 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 you know, I don't know exactly specifically what it means, but it's a very nice moment. Yeah. Uh, well, so I, what is it is now? It's an even nicer moment, I'd say, right after that, where then Abed says to Troy, Happy Valentine's Day. Oh. And, and Troy, being 
a Jehovah's Witness cannot celebrate a holiday. Yeah. So, but he can't, so he can't say that to Abed. But but what he says is it is now. Yeah. And I thought that was a great way for him to say Happy Valentine's Day without saying Happy Valentine's Day. Yeah. Very nice. To to his friend. Yeah. His best friend. Yes. Good uh, stuff. All right. So the wrap up of this whole lesbian deal. Yeah. Um, both of them, Britta and Paige, yeah. nervously get more and more bold yeah. with their show of uh, of acceptance yes. of the one that they presume is a lesbian. Yes. To the point where they kiss. Yes. And then both of them, while kissing, say... This is the first time I've done this. <laughs> <laughs> so then they both get freaked out. Yeah. Uh, and they're mad at each other. Yeah. Because they felt they'd been lied to. Yeah. This is bad, right? Like how, I, how so? That's the thing. It's hard to, I, because we are both white straight males. Yeah, it's hard for us to talk about this. Yes, and I'm not saying that in a pity me way. I'm saying that in a accept what I'm about to say way. Okay, here because, we go. <laughs> let's, let's get on board for two white men talking about lesbians. Because the the fact that. Okay, so let's do it just from Britta's perspective. Yeah. Britta presumes Paige is a lesbian. Yeah. She wants to be supportive of her lesbianness. Yes. So she goes to the dance with her, dances with her. And even to the point of kissing her. Yes. So Britta wants to lie, kind of, to this person? Or or Britta How do you mean? Why how? Or, or see, this is this white straight male. <laughs> you're you're thinking that Britta is pretending to be into what she presumes is a lesbian. Yes, I don't think Britta, that's the. I don't think that's what's happening at all. Britta is pretending to be a lesbian to to be cool with a no, lesbian. No, 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 no. She's not pretending to be a lesbian. Mm-hmm. She's pretending. She's kissing a lesbian as a show of defiance. Because mm. even within her, because she says. It's crazy how they can't handle a, a straight woman and a lesbian hanging out. Mm-hmm. So in in the story that she is presenting to Paige, who she believes to be a lesbian, she is a straight woman. Mm-hmm. She's not lying. Mm-hmm. Neither of them is lying. Is the point? Yeah, that they've just both made assumptions. But okay, put yourself in this situation mm-hmm. where you want to play it cool with a gay guy. Yeah, and you're out dancing with him, and then you're like, I want to be so cool with this gay guy. I'm gonna kiss him. Yeah. That doesn't seem just completely off base to you? No, it does. That's Britta's, I'm not saying Britta's a hero. Okay. I'm saying she wasn't pretending to be a lesbian. But, okay. So, okay, we're clarifying. <laughs> yeah. But my point is that this is just like, Britta's like a horrible person for this. I wouldn't go that far. I don't know. I think she's a misguided person for this. Horribly misguided. Yeah. Yes. Horribly misguided. But like, she's the... F- She's the farthest away from a, like this is this is you know the the path to hell is paved with good intentions. Yeah, but there's there's no. She's taken the path yeah. to the fullest level. Yeah, <laughs> she's had all the good intentions. Yeah, but it's it, no, no, yeah, it, it didn't turn out well for her. Like I don't think that's how you, I don't. Look but at Paige, this. Is I don't think that's bad, how you support lesbians. Doing... No, it's taking not. them out and kissing them. No, it's not. <laughs> but the point is. That wouldn't have happened if Paige was actually a lesbian. It only happened because Paige was doing the exact same thing that Britta did. Okay. So ultimately, the joke is on both of them, and, and I think the message here is, "Hey, don't be don't be an idiot like Britta." Okay. Yeah, I just think it's it's uh yeah, we we just let Britta get away with this. Yeah. <laughs> with this, uh, I'm gonna call it a gay hate crime. 
I, I would not call it a hate crime. She, <laughs> that's that's absurd. <laughs> I don't know. I just I never it never sat well with me that what Britta did here on this <laughs> night. <laughs> she she was very misguided. She was trying to do the right thing, and uh, and it's again that that thing of of not being homophobic is the new homophobia, and it it came around in a way that she did not intend, and mistakes were made, and uh, that's what happened. <laughs> Lots of mistakes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Um, and how much, how much do you blame Annie for not telling Britta? Or do you think Annie said, Britta needs, needs a taste of this? <laughs> Cause I could see that. Yeah. Um, yeah, we don't really see Annie sit with the knowledge very long. We, she just, well, she gets it at least, if not a day ahead, hours Yeah, but ahead. then we don't really see her again until she's watching them kiss. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but she, Britta comes to her immediately afterwards. Yeah. What I'm saying is we don't we don't see Annie going through we 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 don't know what she's thinking because we don't actually see her going yeah, through yeah, the process yeah. of okay, not telling yeah. her. Mm-hmm. That's all I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, anyway, so there's a there's a turnaround here where uh, Jeff uh, he clears out the party because he sees that Chang is trying to move in with him mm-hmm. and he doesn't want that. Yeah. Uh, and so he clears him out and then Duncan says, uh, something like, oh, you need to check your phone. I don't remember why he turns on his phone. He turns on his phone in like a defiant way. He's well, like, Jeff says, let me show you how many messages. Yeah. I he's have. like, this is how much it sucks to have a family. Oh, to have friends and family. Yeah. Because, yeah. uh, Duncan is lonely and he's like, well, you don't want it my way. Cause look at this. Yeah. Uh, but Did it turns t- out. Chang got kicked out. We talked about that. Yeah. He also, well, there's a reference. Right now, I just there's yeah. a reference to Chang's wife in here, which is he says he got kicked out by his wife after the whole Shirley thing. Yep. Which uh, a little bit of continuity since he was married in season one, and it, it had not been addressed up to this point that he's a married man who impregnated someone else. Yep. Uh, so yeah, well, that's just a little wrap up on the on the that story. Certainly of didn't and his help wife. his troubled marriage. No, certainly not. Um. And then, so, Je- and then Jeff also kicks him out. He's kicked out by his wife and then now kicked out by Jeff along with his hermit crabs, who he blames for the whole situation. Um, so Jeff Jeff finds out that he has no messages from the mm-hmm. study group. Yeah. And so he starts feeling sad. And so he he when he takes out the trash, he finds Chang in the trash chute, brings him back in. Yeah. Because no man should have to live in the trash chute. No. <laughs> Um, and then he, does he leave a message or does he text everyone? Uh, he texts them cause they're reading it. Okay. See. We hear it as a voiceover, but it is a text that, okay. that they're all reading. Cause I remember he walks over and it seems like he's making a call, but I guess he's just, oh no, he's looking at his phone yeah. as he's typing. Yes. Um, and so he types out the winger speech here Yeah. as a text message. Yes. Can you believe that? Yeah. I just think that's, that's like a really... Uh, we're, so, we're so used to him delivering speeches in person, and here he is doing it by text. But we still hear and it, it's, and it's still effective to the group. Yeah, and but here's the thing: what are the two things Jeff Winger spends the most time doing? Yeah, giving Winger speeches and texting. Yeah, so he's he's got it figured out. Yeah, uh, and it's a great speech. And the episode ends on a very dark moment, extremely dark, when we see that Pierce does not receive this text because he is passed out on drugs on on some random park bench. Mm-hmm. In a bad neighborhood, because it's very, it's very dirty. There's trash everywhere. Mm-hmm. He looks like a homeless person. Yeah. He looks like uh, old Red Thompson from Back to the Future, who may or may not be Red Thompson. It's a source of controversy in the Back to the Future canon. 
Uh, Red is, of course, the mayor in 1955. And then there's a moment when Marty arrives in 1985, sees a homeless man on the, on the bench and says, Oh, Red, you look great. But uh, subtitles change it to Fred. Mm-hmm. And it's never quite confirmed whether or not that is, in fact, the former mayor who is Do now you, a homeless I have a, I have actually information here you have on a, this. Do you have some insider knowledge? A- apparently, uh, uh, Michael J. Fox ad-libbed the red you look great line i've heard that mm-hmm. and that's also why it's a uh, it's it's the the intent is still not known mm. was that a funny thing that marty mcfly was saying a funny joke or was that actually red who can say hmm. who can say bob, probably uh robert zemeckis and bob gale but they won't it's not in the novelization <laughs> it's not <laughs> uh what, I, what maybe, is... maybe it is maybe i don't remember i'll have to check you have to check <laughs> What's the tag? I don't even remember at this point. The tag is uh, Abed is blindfolded. Oh, right. And uh, Troy is feeding him uh, candy hearts. And uh, Abed is reading them uh, by just by eating them. Mm-hmm. But it is, of course, revealed that he is cheating. <laughs> I like that. It's a little bit of fun. He's, he says, I'm cheating. Yeah. And Troy checks the heart to yeah. see if that's what it actually is. Troy says. thinks that's a plausible <laughs> yeah. message on a candy heart is I'm cheating. But then he says he says what it really says, which is also a, a great me. gag. Yeah. Yeah. The email me was a thing on hearts. Yeah. Fax me was a thing on hearts for a while. I don't recall fax me. I think you're making that up. I was, I was a youngin. Mm-hmm. I want to Google candy heart fax me. See what happens. Uh, while you do that, I'll do this. <laughs> you should listen to another podcast called Nerd's Eye View. You know why? Because it's great and we talk about movies. Huh. That's right. No, you're right. You're right. <laughs> I am. And I'm seeing now modern versions say text me and tweet me. Yeah, it's the dumb. There's a tweet I me one. Why? Oh, they go all the way back to write me. I'm seeing a write me one. I remember write me's. Okay, go on. Okay. Nerds Eye View. It's a podcast about movies. Wait a minute, I have a question. Okay. Do you think there's a black market for <laughs> for existing fax me candy hearts? I mean, you don't think they, do you they think have a retro line or something? Do you, well, uh, what I'm saying is original ones. Do you think that's a, that's a collector item to somebody? Oh, yes. Okay. Absolutely. Okay. People collect Cadbury eggs, for God's sake. Is that true? Yes. Have we not talked about this? Don't those go bad? They have cream in the middle. We're going to talk about this in a minute. Okay. So, Nerd's Eye View is a podcast that I'm on uh, where I talk about movies. I talk about them with my good friends Jordan Scott and Matthew Esposito. And sometimes we have guests. Yeah. And sometimes those guests are people like Matt Benson. Yeah, I've done the show. Sometimes they're people like Thomas Willett. He's done the show, too. And others from the Benview Network and beyond. Benview Network stars. Yeah, so you should check that out uh, every week. Uh, our most recent episode at this point, uh, we review, I believe it's called uh, Most Dangerous Man. It's, I believe, they bill it as the final like lead performance of Philip Seymour Hoffman. Yeah. Uh, it, it should be chilling the tv spots they don't show him speaking at all you think they're uh they don't want people to see him with an accent oh i saw a trailer with him speaking there's trailers of him speaking the tv ads i don't watch tv ads what okay well hey dum-dum that's what i'm trying to tell you right now is the tv ads he doesn't speak do you think they're trying to avoid showing him with an accent to the tv market probably because it'll confuse people uh they know that TV ads are for dumb people. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm getting. And at. podcast ads are for smart people. Yeah, so, so go to check audible.com out slash. Um, and also, I I just want to say again, the episode before 
that last episode, mm-hmm, Guardians mm-hmm, of the Galaxy, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, with mm-hmm. Matt Benson over there, and David King. Really long episode. We talk about a lot of shit. Mostly about Guardians of the Galaxy, I want to say. Um, so please check that out. Nevpodcast.com or on Twitter at Nevpodcast. And my personal Twitter at SameCool11. When you hold me in your arms so tight, you let me know everything's all right. I'm hooked on a feeling. That's the first time that I've sung it on a podcast and I started at the actual start of the song. I'm just, I'm surprised that you're keep you're gonna keep doing this. <laughs> I can't I can't help myself. This movie has instilled a, a deep and powerful love of that song in me, deep inside of you. And I, and I hope a blue Swede does not ever listen to this podcast, or we we may have some legal troubles ahead. Not just this one, but a couple of. Them. <laughs> yeah, I've spread it over the Benview Network. Oops, uh, have you done any popsicles yet? No, uh, you know, no. Okay. Uh, they broke up in 1975. They're not. What Popsicles they broke do? up in 1975. Yep. Blue, Damn. Blue Swede did. You, you think Bjorn Skiffs is going to listen? Podcast to this? idea that I have to tell you about. Right, I just got it right now. Do you, you think Bjorn Skiffs, the lead singer of Blue Swede, is going to complain? No. Maybe. You know what, Bjorn? Come on, sue me. I dare you. You're the reason why people don't like podcasts. <laughs> Go to BenvyNetwork.com, check out all the shows we do there. Uh, I, I'm on some of them. They are Benson's Boombox, Popsicles, Matt and Brenda's radio show, radio show. Matt and Brenda's Wrestling Show is what I intend to say. Those are all on BenviewNetwork.com. You can follow this show on Twitter at ShutUpLenPod. You can write us an email at ShutUpLeonardPodcast at gmail.com. And you can follow me on Twitter at Dr. Matt Benson. That's D-R Matt Benson. Uh, and do you, you know, do, do, do things to us on iTunes, write a review, rate us, subscribe to us, they'll all help us and you get a, you get a little mention on the show if you do. Shut up, Leonard. This podcast is a part of the Benview Network. You can find this and other podcasts like it at BenviewNetwork.com.